Well, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 202. That is 202. It is the ENS Wolves podcast on international break. People on break, but we are not, Mr. Joe Edwards. Even ever since lockdown one, ever since ever since this begun, we haven't taken a break. In fact, I can't remember a week off. I mean, I know you've we've we've um you had the odd holiday there here and there, but I mean we, we've carried on with a podcast, and uh, I don't think and someone will probably pull us up on this, that we've taken a break in at least a year. And I think every single week we've we've done a podcast. So hopefully, well, we know, we definitely will do one every single week until the end of the season. Well, we might take a, a couple of weeks break, mate. But apart from that, we're, we're back on it because we love it. We love it. How's it going, Chief, on International Week? Are you taking, is, are you taking it easy? Are you, um, are you getting a chance to rest those fingers from those those keyboards? No, not really. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty much uh, if anything. It's hard, it, is it is it hard, do you have to work harder sometimes in the yeah. international week rather than you know when it's day to day wars and you're getting a lot of information and people who will who will probably you know not not, not be on the media side of things. Of course, when when you're doing uh, matches and, and the matches coming thick and fast, especially if you're with the championship and you've got a plethora of forty eight games a season plus cups. But when you're uh, even when you're you're playing week to week, Joe, and you have the odd midweek game, and you're speaking. And you've got pre-match press conferences and post-match press conferences, and 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 you're hearing players speak. And material-wise, you can, you can, fair. You've got a fairly decent plethora of, of of ongoing information that you can use. But are these the weeks when it's a struggle? Yeah, you have to kind of pull pull some uh, pull some ices out, up, out your sleeve. Is that the phrase? Rabbit out the hat. Rabbit out the hat. We'll go with that. Um, just go. Just go with as many cliches as possible. Yeah, we'll you know stick, me. Mate. You know me. I'll, I love a cliche. Um, but yeah, so uh, some you know people might think, oh well, you might have spoken to Nuno. You know, previous press conferences stuff might be able to have been saved and stuff like that, but. Nuno, as we know, is quite short and sharp. Mm. Um, there's not really tend to be that much scope for that kind of thing. So you have to get a little bit uh, creative and uh, scratch your brain a little bit. But um, it's been all right. Um, th- this one's obviously a little bit longer because it's two two weekends, essentially three weekends, mm. um, which is which is a bit strange. But um, it's been all right. It's been all right. It's it's a, it's, a, it's a bit less. Fast paced, but at the same time, you do go into every day not quite sure what you're going to do. And um, but there has been obviously a few things come along, which we'll get onto the accounts at the back end of last week, which are interesting, and and a couple of bits and bobs along the way. So um, it's been all right, mate. It's been fine. Do you want to? Uh, I don't know if you can do this. A slight tease on anything you might uh, have have coming out tomorrow, Thursday morning, if you're listening to this. Um. Or any player that you might have spoken to, or, or any any uh, an interview potentially. Yeah, um, he is Portuguese. Okay, there you go. That's ninety five percent of the uh, Wolf squad. He's Portuguese, and he um, is a he is one of the joint top scorers in the Premier League uh, okay. this season. In the Premier League. Wow, has he got 20 plus has he? Now for Wolves in the in the Premier League. I don't think they've scored 20 plus combined, have they? Uh, tw- they've scored 28 in 29 games, yeah. Good god. 
Oh dear. And, well, and, and, and this man has five. Oh, there you go, there you go, mate. Hey, let's let's not go crazy, mate. Let's not go crazy. I've got I've got four I've got four people left on my guess who I've got Bill, I've got Anne, I've got uh I've got Howard, and I've got uh Bertie. Groundskeeper Willie. Groundskeeper mate, guess who, mate? What a game, what a game. Talking about retro um retro situations, I must admit, I've I've got to admit, I've got to hold my hands up. We had a definite. We had a bit of a debate about about Tip Top and how you remembered Tip Top last week. Yes, a lot of feedback. Uh, probably more feedback on Tip Top than we have for <laughs> football. Uh, Wolves combined this season, which probably says more about our podcast than um, than, than really uh, you know about the peeps themselves. Um, I've got to say, I, I think most people kind of identified with your version of Tip Top, which I yeah. was stunned about. I mean, we always grew up as a Mr. Freeze, but some sort of ice lollipop. And, and you know, I think you've won it probably eight in every ten, probably 80%, 20%. I was demolished. Yeah. I, 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 did, I did warn you. Um, oh, I know, but, you know, I don't, I don't believe me. most of the things that come out of your mouth, mate. <laughs> yeah, it's... It, I think it's a, it's a regional thing, isn't it? You know, different regions have different names for different things. But, um, yeah, Black Country, a tip-top, is definitely... Definitely, you know, a 20p ice lolly kind of thing. Get it, get it off the ice cream van, and uh, happy days. Yeah. Um, price. Well, inflation. It'd probably be, mm. yeah, be a quid each now. Yeah. yeah it's be about five a quid each to... for really. The, well, I, I don't know. I had an ice cream van in years. I was uh, going to say, like, I mean, we talked about screwball as well, obviously, with the old ice cream van, which I think most people. You, you talked about some sort of screwball. Generation thing that was a game, by the way. You got you got that wrong. Screw, so, you know. oh, scramble. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. You, you got that mixed up. To Wait, be fair, that, yeah. that was yeah. I think that was a board game, weren't it? Actually, yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. talking about ice cream, a bit of bubblegum, and you're you're talking about basically the 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 the, uh, the 2010 version of Mousetrap is what you're yes, thinking about, which is fine. It. That's yeah. it. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's fine. I think if I, I mean, if if I did go to an ice cream truck today, and we we did talk about this last week, but especially that there's. I go to an ice race. cream truck. Ice cream truck. Sorry, American Americanism. <laughs> ice cream truck. Ice cream van. But um, they're always obviously at the race courses, which is probably where I get most of my ice creams from. If I'm going to uh, indulge, uh, if I'm indulging here, it's definitely going to be a Halo, which is frozen yogurt, but delicious, and the whole tub's about 260 calories. Uh, but I think if you're going to indulge in a in an ice cream truck slash van at a race course. You cannot beat, out of everything that's there, you cannot beat a good old 99 with a flake in for me. Yes, yeah. It's just a, it's just a crowd pleaser, absolute crowd pleaser. Um, Strawberry sauce? No, no. Oh, so stop, stop screwing it up no, with you got, crappy sauces. Strawberry you want, sauce. You've got to have strawberry sauce on, on the 99. What, you, what, a, what a would say. That could be this week's debate, strawberry sauce or not. The, the missus has hundreds and thousands of all sorts of disgusting things on it, which yeah. she's obsessed with. I mean, there's nothing for you. It's just, all it is is horrendous sugar, and it's just a crunch, a taste of anything. It just tastes of sugar. But, which um, is brilliant. Yeah. But, but, but um, oh, you've got the sugar in your flake. I mean, I, I like to have it. I like to have one. I, but I must admit, I do like, as long as it's a really good quality, I like the Mr. Whippy vanilla rather than the actual scoop it out the tub and stick it on and you know stuff a you know a couple of semicircles on there. I do like a 
I do like a you know what what are they called the froyo kind of things the ones that come uh, up yeah in like machine. a Mr yeah like a Mr Whippy yeah Mr Whippy that, that, that's a, that's a true ninety nine isn't it you can't have a ninety nine that's with soft scoop it's got to be the Mr Whippy and yeah and with the chocolate flake yeah and and for me as well the best best part of it and you obviously lick yourself around and you know you, <laughs> yeah. you know, oh yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> normally anti normally anti clockwise and um, <laughs> but as soon as it goes down. That what I love to do, I never, ever, ever. This is this is absolute. If you do this, it's disgraceful. Never eat the chocolate. So you leave this this kind of like chocolate log at the top, and then with your teeth, I always like to kind of like push it down and push it down until you get it right in that circle. You push it down right into the cone, so it's there. And by by the time you've had a lot of it, you've licked all the way around. Most of that vanilla ice cream that's melted has gone into that cone as well. So you're left. With a delicious wafer, some some creamy kind of like you know melted vanilla, and this this big black chocolate log in there, and that is for me one of the most satisfying things to eat on a summer's day. That that does sound quite divine. Oh, mate, it's unbelievable, yeah. mate. Yeah, it's, it's I've never delicious. never done that trick. Oh, you've got oh, push it down, it. push it down with the top your front two two front top teeth. Push it down so it's all the way down into the curl, and then just honestly, it's three or four mouthfuls of absolute heaven. Lovely heaven, heaven. Um, what else is going on, mate? What else is going on? I think um, ice creams, ice creams. Uh, so there was, there was a ghost sighting at my house the other night. A ghost uh, sighting at your house? Okay. I, um, I, I tweeted a picture. Lana's got this uh, this dress that she's got for Royal Ascot, <laughs> and I mean I don't know if you've seen it, but. I did tweet this out a few days ago, but and you think, I think some people think that the stuff I tweet out is just like for tweeting sake, for funniness. This is genuinely my <laughs> life, and I think you'll probably be able to, to to agree with it. This is this is what goes on in my life. I've got our bed, and she's got this dress hung up, which you know it's fine. I mean, she paid whatever for it, and it's a nice dress. I haven't seen it on yet, but I mean, it's very gothic looking, and she's got it out the. Um, out the closet because you know you've we're going there in four and a half months and women need to see you know what it's going to look like at four and a half months out with shoes and bags and all sorts. She's hung it on uh, on the on the window, and it's just hanging there like in mid air. I haven't seen it, so I've got a bed because normally you know you're getting a bed, you're going for your three four way of pee as you do, and it's obviously pitch black and all I see is this ghostly thing, and for the, about two or three seconds you never you're never quite awake are you? When you go to the toilet, in fact, you don't want to wake yourself up. You want to just go there half-heartedly, stand up, do your business. You know, bit a bit dribbles on the floor. I'll clean it up later. You go back, and then you get back in. Well, Jesus Christ, I've absolutely peed my pants before I've even got there. It was horrendous, horrendous. Imagine seeing that in the in the middle. And I'm I believe in ghosts, by the way. I do believe in ghosts. I believe that there are spirits around. One of the things that I do believe in. But you don't want to see that. No one wants to see that at 4am, mate. Did you squeal? I just, you... I just... I gasped. I gasped. Oh, okay. okay. I gasped. You know when... when can excuse time, that. Time stands still just for a split second. Mm. Yeah, I can, I can understand. I can see, I can see what, you've, what you mean after seeing the tweets. That would... That would... Spark a reaction, I think, oh, in mate, the middle I, of the night. Absolutely. Are you, um, are you, are you a ghost believer? Um, not hugely, but herself did take a picture 
in, mm. I think it was, it, what is now the Slug and Lettuce, what used to be Yates's in Wolverhampton. Oh, mate, so, I love, love a good Yates's, mate. You know, uh, you know and, me, mate, always down there. And there was, there was like a group photo of her and her mates, mm. and they took this picture, and then there was this like figure on the picture, and looked like... Looked like a ghost, basically. Like, it obviously wasn't there, but I don't know if it was the flash or whatever, but it looked mysteriously like, like the shape of, a, of another woman. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that... And other members of the family are quite, like, big into it, and, like, her nan watches, like, all these ghost programmes and stuff like that. I, um, I, I, I'm not, like, completely, no, they don't exist, but I'm not like, oh, yeah, yeah. they're def- definitely real either. You know what I mean? I'm just Googling now, haunted places in Wolverhampton. Let's have a look. Haunted oh, places. You'll Wol- find plenty, I'm sure. Really? Here we go, here we go. Wolverhampton haunted places. Where we go? Huddersfield, no. Sheffield, no. Oh, Wolverhampton, the Grand Theatre. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can, I can probably buy into that. On I, Litchfield, is it Litchfield? Litchfield, Litchfield Street? I don't Litch, know. Litchfield, Litchfield yeah. Street. Uh, the Gifford Arms, wherever that is. Yeah, the, yeah, I, I could probably say that's haunted, yeah. It's a quirky rock pub with a unique aesthetic. Uh, it seems oh. only natural that it's also to home to a few ghosts. But, mate, you'd love it in there. The Gifford Arms, really? <laughs> <laughs> I've been in there once. And um, once was no, probably enough to be Really? It says yeah. it's a quirky rock pub. Would you not describe it as a quirky rock pub? Quirky rock pub. Rock pub. It's yeah. like bloody bang your head off the walls, metal, like really? carnage pub, yeah. Oh, it's, man, I'm all over that. And the last, <laughs> the last one, the last one, before we move on to some kind of football-related chat, um, Tetanol Towers? Te- what are you saying, Tetanol? You know it's Tetanol. Te- Tetanol Towers, man. <laughs> Tettenhall Towers, uh, previously named Alton Towers, and now Tettenhall Towers. Uh, yeah, I, I can buy into those. Famously I'm... haunted building, uh, so much so that it has its own ghost tour. The historical oh, yeah. building, run by Lieutenant Colonel Thomas, is a military man and inventor. He kept building on a house with ventilation and sewage systems until it got so big and grand, it became known as Tettenhall Towers. Um, and who may still be there? Filled with secrets, you have to take one of their famous ghost tours to find out more. Mate, I think we should go to Tetanol Towers for a ghost tour and do it live. Like Tetanol? Tetanol Towers, mate. Tetanol. I'll take you to Tetanol. It sounds very grand, mate. It sounds like my type of place. Tetanol. Oh, dear. Right, right. Internationals, internationals, internationals. Uh, loads of players away. Yeah, England, Portugal, Belgium, lots more. Um, Canada. Yeah. Let's talk about the... Um, the three, the three wise men who started for Portugal last night, um, which is this is we're recording this on Thursday, so this was Wednesday night. A big, big win for them, uh, one nil <laughs> against uh, was it Azerbaijan? Was it? Yeah. And it was known goal as well. Jesus Christ! I mean, I yeah. saw the sh- I saw the match stats afterwards. It was a um, ridiculous amount of chances. It was basically like you know someone against Wolves. It was uh, Man City v Wolves basically. But um, look, they they got the win, and it was nice to see three of the lads starting. Uh, I know Zhao. Zhao came off at half time. Um, Portugal realising these two can't play together. <laughs> but, uh, but um, no, look, it's it's nice to see three three Wolves lads um, playing. You know, so close to the European Championships, we could we could have you know you put Patricio in there as well, maybe even a Semedo, and, and you know you could legitimately have four or five Wolves starters in a Portuguese side that I think could go very deep into the competition. Yeah, um, with a goal, I'm pretty sure it was Neves' cross that created the confusion. Mm. Um, so if you don't believe in own goals, you can give that one to him. But it okay. was it was basically across the came, 
putting the keeper has absolutely flapped it. He missed it and then it's it off the defender's back and trickled over the line. It was a it was a finger beauty. Um, Super. But, but it, it, yeah, it was nice nice to see Neto in particular. You know, get get that get that recognition because as as, as we all know, he's been fantastic this season. But that competition for places. In in the Portugal front line is fierce as they come, so um, for him to get the nod and play, yeah, what a great time to start! I mean, you see the, yeah. you see the you see the team lineups and they're all there, and you know Neto's proud on one side, and you've got Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> on the other, and it's just yeah. like, well, I mean, incredible season for someone. I think you know when Neto will come back and looks this season, I'm sure it'll be a one of you know frustration with Wolves because uh, you know they haven't done as well as what, what what they could have done because there are a number of reasons that we've discussed at length, but at the same time. From a personal career progression point of view, not only is he known throughout the country now, you know, and, and as, as one of the top players in the Premier League, he's also, you know, well and truly right in the right in the in the mix. Not only to be well, I'm sure he's going in the, into the Euros, but to, to be starting for them. I mean, Diego Jota on the bench last night, um, and, and and just his stock is, is so high now. You know, you had goals, you had assists. And he's got so much more to give and to improve on, I think, next year. He could double his goals and assists next year for Wolves. It's, it's a great time for him to, you know, in, in his career. And hopefully, and fingers crossed, and we'll, we'll talk... Well, we can talk a little bit about it now, I guess, on the subject. You know, Wolves can keep him and, and, and give him even another contract, but get him down long-term because these are going to be the best years of his life. He's, he's going to improve now at a rapid rate, as we've seen from... You know, we thought we were we were blown away last season, really, with how he came to the fore when, you know, when uh, with with injuries and he was so good. And I think surprised even Nuno, he's taking it on a step. But you feel like he's got another two or three gears in him, even even going forward. Yeah, I mean, he's got five goals for Wolves this season. But with his talent and with his creativity and his speed and the way he glides past players, he, you know, he really should be targeting ten plus goals a season. You know, realistically, and I think you know next season moving forward that'll be. That'll be the aim. Um, of course, there's you know we, with the more prominent role he gets with Portugal, and you know we've seen it how many times if players go away to the Euros and have a strong tournament, then every then everybody's in for him, aren't they? But I honestly think Wolves are in a good position at the minute with, with Neto. I do, and then uh, we we will touch on it a bit more again. But you know the accounts came out at the back end of last week, and while it was. You know, a forty million loss, and that does sound a lot on you know on first glance. The fact that when you factor in COVID and well, let's and, go, let's, 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 bring, yeah, let's bring it all in. It's fine. Yeah. Let's bring it all together. It's international week. We can we can go back and forth or whatever. But yeah, yeah. I mean, go on, carry on. And it would have been a it would have been a twenty million pound profit had had it not been for COVID. So it's not as if Wolves are in you know a desperation position where they need to need to sell uh, key assets or at least more than one of them I don't think so um you know I think they're in a good position to keep Neto I think Neto realizes that his importance to Wolves as well I, I still think at this stage if he went to a Manchester City a Liverpool a Barcelona or Real Madrid at this stage I think it would be a little bit too early for him uh, you know, and not just saying that because I want him to stay at Wolves, but it, it, I do think so. I think you know this is his first season, really, as, as where he did impress last season. This is his first season of being a, a week in, week out player, of being a, a regular starter, and I think he could at least benefit from one more um, for, for Wolves. You know, and uh, hopefully go again and uh, boost his stock even more. But um, he's you know he's a big player at a, at a club with with ambition and. Um, 
you know, hopefully he stays around because I think Wolves are in a good position to cater to his needs. To be honest. Yeah, and look, he's you know he's he's fantastic, and uh, but you're right, he needs to be playing week in week out. And I think if he wasn't, he'd be frustrated. And you go to a, a so-called bigger club, you go to a Liverpool, and as you know, Jota's in that mould now where he's got to compete with Salah and he's got to compete with Mane, so he's not going to play every week. He might play one in every two potentially. Um, even like you know, you've got the likes of, of Man City and, and Mares. I mean, you look at Torres, who's coming in for massive money this season. He's hardly had a kick because he can't get in that team. Yeah, you know. So, you know, even even you go to you know Manchester United. I know there's a ridiculous article about it. This it's so so easy to put these stories out, and we, we know about them. And it's just just take them with not even a pinch of salt, not, not even a granule of salt. But it's so it's so easy to put a big club with a with a with a with a with a player who's performing, you know, so well at a so-called lesser club, and put two and two together and get clicks and sell papers. But um, but even like you go to Manchester United, you know, the likes of Mason Greenwood, you know, Martial, Rashford, you know, there's, there's there's so much competition. He needs to be playing. He's you know, he's twenty twenty one years old. He, he needs to be playing every single week, doesn't he? He does, and and that's what he has been doing at Wolves. And I think Nuno alluded to it a few weeks back, saying that that's the true kind of. Test for a player to to when when they're playing week in week out, and that's when where you see the most development. And you know everything he's done so far for Wolves, while it hasn't been a great season for the club for him, it's been almost perfect. You know it, the 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 level of 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 adulation that he's had from not just a not just for, from Wolves quarters, but from across the Premier League. I mean, everybody's saying that. He should be in the conversation for young player of the season, along with uh, Fowden and Saka. And obviously now he's in, he's finding his way into the Portugal starting lineup. So everybody's recognising what he's doing, and I don't yeah. think as at ten- Wolves at Wolves. So it's not stopping his growth, is it? Being no, ex- no, exactly, exactly. And and I do wonder whether you know if you you know was to was to go elsewhere mm. th- this summer, whether it would be too early and would perhaps stunt that growth a little bit. And um, you know, it, it, while Wolves haven't scored goals and he haven't been free flowing and he haven't been, you know, all that high in the Premier League table, Neto has been fantastic. So if Wolves can start scoring goals next season and start creating chances and start picking up more consistent results, then think what Neto could do then. So um, yeah, of course there'll be clubs looking at him because they'd be silly not to because he is. A top-level talent. He's still very young, and the ceiling in terms of uh, potential and then sell-on value is absolutely incredible. To be mm-hmm. honest, but mm-hmm. you know, I think from his point of view, he seems settled. He's a good character. He's level-headed, and um, you know, I, I, he, he won't. He won't. He wouldn't leave easily. It wouldn't be a case of oh yeah, I'll jump ship straight away. I think you know he. He knows what Wolves can offer to him. It's not just a you know a one-way street. No, I mean that's sure could pay him very very well for his services, and he and he deserves it. Uh, and and look, um, you know he'll know as well as everybody. You know, the fans haven't really seen this incredible Pedro Neto. They've seen a very good Pedro Neto, but they've been in this year. So you bring it fast forward it to next season, and you've got you've got him playing in a, in a Wolves team that will be better. It has to be better. It will be better. You know, yeah. you're going to have a fit striker, hopefully. You're probably going to have, you know, um, more additions. You're going to have Pedence back. You're going to have maybe one or two, you know, attacking positions, midfield, defence. 
you're going to be playing in a better unit. So those frustrations that he got, and you can be understanding. You want, you, of course, you want you want your best players to be frustrated because sometimes those other players are not on your level, not thinking like you are, haven't got the ability sometimes as some of them have to do. So if you're playing in a better side that are contending, that you're winning games more, that you're scoring more goals, when you've got you know you've got a full Molyneux behind you as well, that for a young lad as well is fantastic, and he hasn't quite had that yet. So you put all those factors into it. Um, and and it's a it's a big enough reason which we've said before why it's such a massive year and I'm, I'm 95 percent sure they'll keep Pedro Neto. You can never say for certain unless some sort of ridiculous offer comes in. However, with the market and with COVID and everything that I think a lot of the a lot of um, the the sale figures and and the, and the purchase figures apart from one or two exceptions will be a lot lower than normal this summer. So again, another reason as well as he's on a long term contract why Wolves will keep him. But I do feel that next season has got to be a season where Wolves make massive strides whether that be in cup competitions or European football and getting into those places again, what I would say and what I would worry, what worries me slightly is that um, if Wolves have a similar year or a year where they finish, you know, 8th, 9th, 10th and, and maybe don't do anything in the cups, that that's when, that that's going to be an, a very important summer after the 2022-2023 season. That's going to be a big one. You've got to, you've got to provide it. You've got to assist if you want to keep these players and the best players at the clubs. You've got to maybe spend. You've got to put some money in there. And you've got to really have a good go next season because next season is absolute key for me. Yeah, they can't have another season like this one. Now, you know, when it comes to star players. So um, yeah, you know, the, and these these are all players with lofty ambitions, and many would say, you know, they're, they're good enough to play for Champions League clubs anyway. So um, yeah. Yeah, and, and in, in terms of Neto, you touched on it there. Who who can pay the money this summer? That's a, that's that's another thing. I mean, mm-hmm. that 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 story that you mentioned, you know, taking it with a not even taking it with a pinch of salt, but that that the the figure quoted in that was fifty million. And mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I mean? Fifty million. I, I, I wouldn't take that personally. I know I know it's I know it's a different market these days and whatever, but you know who can really pay the money that 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 Pedro Neto is worth? At yeah. the minute, you know, so um, I do think they're in a decent position. Of course, football is a is a never changing game, and you know we might be looking back on this in a few months and thinking, well, what were we on about? But honestly, at this moment in time, I think Wolves are in a good position to to keep hold of him. I really do. Yeah, uh, just a little bit of breaking news has just come up. Actually, uh, Premier League <laughs> starting date has just been confirmed, which we we did think, but um, it will start um, hopefully a full more new fingers crossed. Uh, August the 14th, uh, 2021, will be the start of the Premier League season next year and will conclude on May the 22nd, 2022. So August the 14th, home against... Who would you want? Who would you want first up? Do you want, do you want, do you want someone shit? Do you want someone who's just come up? Or do you want, do you want, do you want a big game for um, a full Molyneux? Do you want a top-class team? Or do you want someone middle? Do you want a derby? Do you want... Would you like Villa at home to start the season? Or I think like Villa that? at home would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not going to be Albion, is it? So <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be Albion. So yeah, you wouldn't want like Brentford at home or someone mm. like that, or Barnsley at home. No, I'd want like the away lot to come and offer something as well. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, um, for the occasion and and everybody yeah. back. Yeah. Do you think yeah. there'll be a full house of Molyneux when you come back? 22nd of, or 14th of August, sorry? Oh, you know me, I'm a pessimist, aren't I? Yeah, you are. You are, mate. Um, we all know. We all uh, know. Full... Mm, I think maybe it'll be like at that stage, it'll be like more than half. 
but not but not like full. You know what I mean? I, I think I think it'd probably be what what would half be about fifteen thousand something like that? Maybe edging towards twenty. The, like the rate Alana keeps on buying shoes, mate. I'm going to be outside with um with a with a press pass for um for a work experience kid trying to sell it on the black market for the the ten fifteen thousand that can't get in to the highest bidder. I get onto my little suitcase, do a little bit of Dell Boy, and, and and start a mini mini auction, mate, like we did the other the other night for the podcast. See what oh, I can get for that's it. That's something I forgot. Yeah, like all the like sellers of like half and half scarves that had started uh, popping up and everything I mean yeah. I, I really miss them to be honest how, how, how are they doing what what are they selling these days mate <laughs> uh, yeah. e- e-sports mate They're selling a bit of e-sports banter e-sports half and half sport scarves e-sports oh, I can't be bothered with that no, man, I'm no. not having it. To be fair, not not my time. I mean, you're you're more computer kiddie than me, but I'll, I, I I'll, I'll play a bit of FIFA, but not like watching people play FIFA. No, I, no. I can't. I can't do that. No. no, no. When I started reporting on more games white playing FIFA, mate, it was I had to really question. <laughs> I, I had to really question uh, my sanity at 40 years old, being a digital sports editor, and everything that I've gone through to be um, reporting on on him losing and getting battered four or five nil. Uh, it was definitely a low light of my of my journalism career so far. Right. Anyway. 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 Let's move on. Um, so yeah, Portugal obviously okay. Job, job done, and you know we're, we're going to see him. You know, Rui Patricio obviously hasn't gone as as as, as we reported, and uh, I think that's best for all parties really. I'm sure he would have liked to go, but at the same time, you know, it's very important just to keep an eye on him. And I'm sure we haven't heard anything. You know. Untoward, but I'm sure that he will be in goal. Hopefully for the um, for the West Ham game uh, week on Monday. Hopefully, fingers crossed. But um, one person I wanted to touch on, Joe. Well, two people. Um, Leonard Ndonka played for for Belgium last night, and it's um, he's obviously one who's been frustrating this season. Hasn't had a good season. I, I, I think some people have written him off already. I'm not going to write Leonard Ndonka off because I think there is a lot of talent in there, and I think that he's a very uh, Again, we said about a big year for him next year. You know, is is he good enough to be in Wolves' first team? I think he is, but he's got to be at the. He's, he's got to be playing like the five or six games that we've seen Leander Dendonka play as a box to box, or have a role where he knows exactly what he's doing, whether he's providing protection or he's allowed to get further forward. Because I feel like at the moment, and maybe that's why Neves and Moutinho and Dendonka suffer, is they don't really have a have a specific role. I feel like they're floating. Mm. They don't know whether to go forward or whether they should be staying back, whether they should be picking the ball up from the from the toes of the centre-backs. or and, and it's all a bit confusing. And maybe when team when you're dominating teams and when you're, you know, when you've got a better 11 out, then, then maybe you've got a bit more freedom. But you look at the likes of Thomas Salcek last night. He's got a hat-trick. Yeah. He's got a hat-trick on international duty. You know, he scored two last week, one being own goal. But, you know, an unbelievable season where he must be at 10 goals now, 10 Premier League goals. And and, and not only that, but helping goals would be a nuisance in the box. And, uh, and obviously, defensively, he's superb and picks up the odd booking as you're going to do. But um, he's... Dendonka has got those abilities, but obviously nowhere near as consistent. And he hasn't shown that. I do... I do think that there is a player in there, Joe. Do you think that that he is just a very good bench player, or, do, or would you? Can you see a second coming of Leander Dendonka? Um, I do think there is an element of him perhaps being a little bit more of a squad player. I don't think he should be a guaranteed starter based on this season, but the onus is on him to prove that he's good enough to be that, I guess. And I think the key to that is him playing 
having a specific role, as you say, and playing in one position because there's been a large chunk of this season where you've looked at the team and you've not been sure whether he's going to be in defence the one mm-hmm. week or midfield the next. And while versatility is obviously a useful, very useful thing to have, you look at somebody else, say, like Romain Sace, and now he can play in midfield. When was the last time he played in midfield? You know, he's yeah. a, yeah. a centre-half now for all intents and purposes. You know, if you're very, very short and you're desperate for it, then he can play in there. Yeah. But it's like, I think Wolves have got an onus to make sure they don't leave themselves short defensively over the summer and and have to pigeonhole then Donker into the, mm-hmm. into the back three or mm-hmm. the back four, whatever it might be, because he's, he's a capable enough defender. Mm-hmm. But he's a midfielder, you know what I mean? He's, he's a midfielder. Whether he's a box-to-box midfielder or a defensive midfielder or what, he's kind of, a, the, he's kind of unknown at the minute. But I think he's got to just focus on being a, a midfielder, first and foremost, and then hopefully along the way, then he'll find exactly what his niche is. But uh, um, yeah. I think at the moment, he's just been the victim. I, I, I mean, admittedly himself, he's not done enough when he's been given like creative license in midfield and mm-hmm. he's he's missed a lot of chances and but there is potential there and I think he has been a little bit of a victim of too much versatility and too much being able to swap around. I think he needs to be a midfielder and stay a midfielder for a season and then that's when you can really run the rule on him and decide whether he's key to your long term plans. I'll give you the flip side, Joe, for for a player that uh that, that may well start for England tonight, hopefully. Uh, in, in Connor Cody, a question from from Jathan Nuda, and, uh, and <laughs> he loves a question. Oh, didn't he? Hey, he, loves Jath- a question Nuda. he loves a question. Uh, and he asks, uh, he says, Joe Edwards, loving your work. He says, and uh, he also says, big fan, big fan of Nathan Judah from the Express and Star. He says, uh, if uh, if Wolves were to go to a back four next season, and they, and they bought they bought a centre back of real quality, uh, could you see Connor Cody? Going back to the midfield? No, no, I, I don't. Um, again, I think that ship has sailed. Um, you know, because Cody is a midfielder for Wolves in the Championship. Let's, I mean, obviously he's, he'll have come, come on during that time, but I think everything in his game is centre half. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know, yes, he lacks the height and the aerial presence of others. But that ability to to organise from the back and see everything that's in front of him, pick out those crossfield passes to the wing backs. I mean, that's been an essential part of Wolves' play, more so when Doherty was at the club. But yeah, I don't see him as a midfielder, you know, anymore. And you know, ultimately, he's, he's never played in midfield in, in in the Premier League, you know. And you know, that would be a really bold move to to basically rip rip apart everything that's been built on under new now to then say go and play midfield because we're switching to a four no i i don't i don't see that happening he's got to prove his his worth as a as a center half in a four but that i think that's 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 the one that you go down not pigeonhole him into midfield just to keep him in the team yeah we're talking about leaders joe and we talk about you know there may be a lack of leaders at wolves at the moment he's he's essential i think him yeah and i know a lot of people saying don't, don't he, he doesn't fit into a four i mean i think he can fit into a four connor cody yeah, and, and look you know he's, he's in this england squad he, he's he's got a great chance of going to the euros and what a fantastic what a fantastic thing to to have you know around you to to show that he's the progression that he's made as wolves captain to go and play for your country in a, in a massive competition. Of course, that's all to be decided. But the fact that he's made this squad, you know, and hopefully he has a good game tonight or whenever he is called upon in the next week, week and a half, 
if he goes to a summer tournament and he sees the best players in the world playing, whether you're starting in that 11 or, you know, you're you're on the bench and you're encouraging to, 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 to just to even be around that and then to come back to your, to your, to your Premier League as club as captain, you're going to have your chest, he's going to feel, he's going to walk into Compton 20 feet tall and you're not telling me that you're going to come back in and not be in your, your starting lineup for your first game of your season. You 100% are. Yeah, and, it's going to improve and, him as a player as well. Seeing the ability, seeing the targets that you're trying to improve, just because he's you know one of the the older players, not old by any means, but because he's one of the more senior players, doesn't mean to say that he hasn't got improvement in his game. And when you're playing and seeing the types of players that you are going to be this summer, that's when you increase your game. When you're watching it, not just when you're playing, but when you're watching it. He's there's some people who are just sat down and you're watching and you just put your feet up and you know chatting to your mates on the bench. I guarantee that he will be intently watching every single player and the quality. Um, you know, on the pitch when when England are playing this summer. Well, he's a player that you can see having a career in management, can't you? You mm-hmm. know, it, and he's he's a you know a student of the game, and he will have you know he's worked very closely with Nuno, and they have a very close relationship, and he will have picked up things off Nuno, and he'll look to pick up things from anywhere he can. You know, he's one of those players that you look at and you think he's definitely got potential to be a manager in the future and a, and a successful one at that. And I mean, he's even done bits on Sky Sports, punditry, and, and looked the part, taught the part. I mean, whatever he wants to do in the future, really, mm-hmm. whether it's punditry, management, I think he's got a, got a good chance of having success at it. Yeah. Um, but he, he's he's going to be a player like like Nuno was, who spent a you know, let's be honest, a large part of his career sitting on the bench, but he. He spent it analysing and learning off the best and becoming a, a fantastic manager through it. So um, if, if if Cody goes to the Euros and maybe doesn't see all that much action on the pitch or if he see, doesn't see a minute of action, it'd still be a fantastic mm-hmm. experience for him mm-hmm. and could certainly be in brilliant stead, not just for Wolves, but for his future as well. And we, we will be seeing Owen off to sell the Euros because he's uh, American and he's only at his Well done. Uh, but there, there's, uh, there's also a, a Canadian caller uh, that, that I understand, Joe. Theo Corbiano, he's, he's in the Canada squad, um, and which is can quite sing, interesting. Can you sing? Can you sing the national anthem for Canada? Do you know how it goes? Oh Canada! Oh, it's oh, not bad. Canada. It's not bad. Oh, oh, that's that's the only bit on that. Oh, I think okay. it's more. It's more. Oh, oh Canada. Canada. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've heard it on the wrestling before, I think. <laughs> Is that why you've heard it? <laughs> because you've listened to wrestling. No, the, no like when um, when he, like Bret Hart, when... Bret Hart was like all pro Canada back yeah, in the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, the Art Foundation and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, very much so, mate. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, Theo Corbiano is in the Canada <laughs> yes, squad. Yeah, exactly. um, which is quite interesting because he's never played a first team match for Wolves, but mm. he's, been, he's been in the um, squad a few times this season. And... Do you feel some of these nations, mate? Do you feel some of these nations that aren't great at football, like Canada <laughs> slash USA, they just look and they go, right, how many Premier League players have we got in any Premier League squads who are American or Canadian who haven't played mm. for someone else because they're... Okay, get them in. Get them in. They must be decent. You know, that's your research. I think there might be an element of that. Mm-hmm. But also, with Corbiano, he holds Romanian citizenship. So uh, they're probably, probably trying to get in early and just... Yeah. You know, the, he's at a Premier League club. He's got potential. Let's get in early and and uh, snap him up. I think that's probably more what it is. Because, yeah, it, it, it could play for Romania as well, so... The Canadian yeah, Declan Rice. The Canadian Declan Rice. <laughs> Do you remember that palaver? A bit yeah, Ireland? I know. God, that went on for ages. Like a, it was like an East Enders saga. <laughs> Wasn't it? Back and it, forth. 
He's all right, like Colby on it. I saw him against um, Doncaster when I went to watch Silver there, and he played up front with Silver that night, mm. and mm. they were linking up quite nice. I think that, I think he's definitely got got something about him. Yeah. I mean, whether he'll break through Wolves in the long term, he's you know he's perhaps a little bit of a long shot, but he'll have a good career somewhere. Great stuff. Right, let's move on to some questions from the beautiful people. Before we do that, I've got to uh, uh, say thank you very much to our sponsors, Adoption at Heart. Thinking of adoption, we have all the information you need at Adoption at Heart, your regional adoption agency for the Black Country. Adoption at Heart provides adoption services for the City of Wolverhampton Council, Walsall Council, Dudley Borough Council and Sanwell Children's Trust and is encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step. The Black Country Agency is appealing for adopters who can give our children lots of individual time, understanding and ongoing support and are looking to recruit adopters from within a diverse section of the community, irrespective of gender, sexual orientation, disability, race or faith. To start your adoption journey or to find out more, why not book out the next virtual information event? Visit www.adoptionatheart.org.uk to see the next available dates or to book your place, call 01902 Okay, Joe, straight on with the questions from the peeps and you've got to pick out the best one from these and they can win a beautiful programme that I advertised on Twitter earlier on today. Are you ready? Ready. Okay, here we go. Chris Walters, do you think Jimenez would have been sold in the summer had he had another successful season? And that, in a weird way, will now have a few more decent seasons out of him from Wolves' point of view. So he's saying that if he didn't have the injury and he banged another 20 in, uh, would he be a threat to be leaving this summer? No, I don't think so. We kind of discussed this last summer that was was, an, it was was a big one for him to keep Jimenez and to get on that long-term yeah. contract, wasn't it? It was not now or never, because you can never say say that, but at the same time he felt that that was the hurdle he needed to get over. Yeah, I think last summer was the one where he was going to get the big move because, I mean, he's I think he's 30 later this year mm-hmm. and I think he's just over that point where he'll really appeal to, to big clubs to, despite his obvious quality. Um, it's it's that age that, that's a little bit of a barrier because you know you probably get three seasons out of him and is that enough for for these big clubs? So yeah, I I I don't think they they would have done they, they they'd got him this big new contract which you know I'm sure would have put him you know among the top earners if not the top earner at the club. So um, yeah, I, I don't I don't think he he would have gone to be honest. Poco Drum says if from the current squad you could pick one Uber player, then whose head? Legs, torso, and brain. Would you pick? <laughs> um. So, so head. I'd pick. Mm. I think I'd pick Bolly, just okay. purely purely on the basis that he's won the most headers nice, of anyone like this it, season. Like it, yeah. Um. Legs. Legs. Oh, Adama. Yeah, but would you go with Dharma's torso to hold people off? Mm, true. I think, I think I'd go with Dharma's torso to hold people off. Yeah. And then I'd go. I was going to say Nigel Longwood, to be honest, but if you want to go, that's fine. <laughs> and then I think I'd go Neto's legs. Okay, yeah, Cause good I've, set of legs. Good set of legs. Well, Pedenza's got a good set of legs, but I'd say. He's got some I'd big say, thighs on him, has Pedenza. Yeah, I'd say Neto because I think his legs move the quickest. Okay. You, okay. Know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then, is it the mind or the, the brain? The brain. It's Neves or Martini. I'll probably just go Neves. Oh, I was going to just give it to Zhao. 
Prime yeah. Zhao. Not not Prime Zhao this season, Prime Zhao. Yeah, maybe maybe Zhao then because of his experience and where he's been in the game as well. So yeah, we'll go we'll just go Matinho then, you've convinced me. Okay, uh, Thomas Duffy, seems uh, your love of Cherry Pepsi Max so much, if you could make your own special Pepsi Max flavour, what would it be? <laughs> Says the Duffmeister. <laughs> Duffman. Um, I, it's a difficult one. I'd maybe go for like an orange Pepsi Max. Ooh, orange Pepsi Max. Interesting, Joe. Uh, yeah, have you ever been to like... Well, you wouldn't have... But like, mate, I've like, been to some places. Don't, no, don't, write, don't write me off, but mate. Like, don't write, like, I bet you have been to this place. Burger King. I've been to Burger King yeah, back but, in the day. I used to have a double whopper with cheese, mate. Yeah, but like at Burger King's now, you can like do. They've got these like fancy pop machines. A lot of people could... said. A lot of people said Spears look like the Burger King with that crown that he wore <laughs> yeah. on, the, on the live podcast. Yeah. Um, but you could do like fancy. Oh yeah, I've seen. I've seen them, mate, like, and digital. Coke. Yeah, they have them in America yeah. as well. These digital. You can have like. There's like 50 different things. You swipe them. There's all the retro drinks. It looks awesome, mate. Awesome refills. Yes. And Fanta and Coke is quite nice. Fanta and Coke. Yeah, like Fanta. Oh, Fanta. Fanta. Oh come on. <laughs> so so I'd do that, but I prefer Pepsi Max over any of the Coca-Cola varieties. So I'd go with an orange Pepsi Max. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That that'd okay. be that'd be my. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, Roberto <laughs> says. Um, I used to like a good dandelion and burdock, but I'm a, I'm a diet Dr. Pepper guy, mate. I do like a bit of hot Dr. Yeah, Pepper. Yeah, that, that's, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, Portugal have a plethora of midfield talent, says Roberto. Moutinho has been questioned many times this season by fans. If he is good enough to keep the likes of Fernandes and Sanchez out the side, why does he get so much criticism when he's integral to, to Nuno's side, or to Santos' side? Is it Nuno's fault? I don't think it's Nuno's fault. I, I just think we've come, come onto it a few more times before where I think he can be used a bit more sparingly and just a bit more cleverly. I don't think he, you know, he's ultimately 34 and approaching the, the you know, the, the twilight years of his career or in the twilight years of his career, to be honest. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, he played the most football of anyone in Europe last season and he's pretty much played every game every week. Mm-hmm. Th- this season so uh, mm-hmm. there's an element of fatigue that comes into it uh, he, he's still got it he's, mm-hmm. st- he's still got the brain he's you know and everything like that it's just a bit fatigued I think mm-hmm. I think that's what mm-hmm. you've seen this season so um, that's why he gets in because he's still quality but you know what I mean I, I think there's just a you know Wolves have got to give him a bit more support and using a bit more with a, with a bit more cleverness Paul Mansell question for Joe what would you do for a career if you weren't a journalist I think Nathan would be a professional gambler <laughs> That's a good I'll question. tell you what. I tell you what. <laughs> I had a good last day at Cheltenham, by the way. Absolutely, there's a, there's a top class tipster who called Simon Rowlands, who's very, very, very good, especially at the big festivals. And uh, his biggest bet of the festival. These are the kind of tips you want. His biggest bet of the festival. His biggest fancy of the festival won the second race of the day at thirty three to one. Ooh. Thirty three to one. So my my fifty p each way uh, got me got me. Um, you know, a couple of drinks on the night. Happy days. What's, uh, what would you be, Joe? You, what would be your career um, path if you weren't some journalist? He's put journalist in inverted commas. Yeah, uh, I know. To... <laughs> I'd, I might have gone down the teaching route. As strange teaching as that might. route, yeah. right? What, like yeah. a like a like a twi- like a teacher for media studies, or a teacher like you know English or art? My 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 original was PE, but that but then that was like so cliche. Um, mm. 
but I'd like to. I, I think I'd still want to do something sports involved. Um, always had a ma- major passion for football, and then I had a, developed a big passion for writing as a teenager. So then you know you put the two together, <laughs> and that's kind of what you got. But um, right. <laughs> so no, I think um, yeah, maybe down like the teaching route. That, cool. Yeah, that's probably what I'd, what I'd done. Margaret Bowen, if Ruddy goes this uh, this season, who do you think will be goalkeeper number two? Sarkic or Sondergaard? Or do you think Nuno will again try four at the back? Well, we talked about the four at the back, so just talk about the keepers. I think they might get somebody else in. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if Sarkic or Sondergaard are ready. You know, really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, oh, Sarkic's so, been doing for Shrewsbury. Yeah, he's, do, he's doing well for he's doing well for, for Shrewsbury in League One, but you know, you've got to remember that you know, if you if you're a number two keeper, you've got to be ready to come in at any point. Mm, mm. And I think ideally, they'd perhaps want to get him out in the championship next season. You, you, that seems to be the natural step up. Yeah. Um, Sondergaard. I mean, you look, I mean, it's just because he's at Shrewsbury doesn't mean to say that he's not he's not one for the future. I mean, Dean Henderson was at Shrewsbury. Yeah, exactly. You know, but not, but, not but too long ago. But then, when Dean Henderson was at Shrewsbury, mm. he then had a season at Sheffield United, and then he had the in there. Now he's at Man U. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I think there's I don't. I think there's probably another step in between sure, no, with Sarkic and Sondergaard. I think to go from 23 straight to the the number two, he's, he's again a big ask. I think they'd have to get him on loan somewhere, to be honest, to really find out what he's about. So I think a younger number two than Ruddy, but somebody who who has you know got a good amount of experience behind them as well. Uh, right, John Harris gives us a four uh, teams who are in the bottom four in the Premier League: Newcastle, Fulham. Albion is Sheffield United. Uh, so we'll just say, well, he says, pick one from each uh, who you want to in, in the summer. So we've kind of talked a bit about this, but we'll we'll just choose choose one from each, Joe, very, very quickly. Uh, Newcastle, you choose one, I'll choose one. You go uh, first. St. Uh, Maximin. I'll go the same. I'll go St. Max. Uh, Fulham. Uh, Mitrovic. Luckman. Uh, Albion. Pereira. Uh, OK, Yakuzlu. He's not uh, their player, though, is he? Yeah, but he's at Albion, man. He's okay. at Albion. He's at Albion. Okay. As, as same as same with Lookman. Sheffield United. Really struggling with Sheffield United. <laughs> um, the Wolves are never going for him, but the only real player I like there is McGoldrick. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> he's the only player I like to watch. And I, I think all the rest of them have been absolute pants this season. Yeah. Uh, Lundstrom, maybe, as a squad nah, player, but not really. He's just a snotter. <laughs> snotter. Sanderberg is all right, but he's, too, he's basically... A, a copy of Dendonka, you know, yeah. he'd be too similar. So John Egan, John Egan was decent at centre half. He was half decent too. He was decent last season. He's, he's been a calamity. This uh, season, and Baldock's been a bit crap this season as well. Yeah, so nah. McGoldrick. Would you take? <laughs> would you take a flyer on Brewster? No, no. Jonathan Giddings, keep sell or drop. <laughs> keep sell or drop. Co- oh, he's, he's made it easy. Cody Adamo or Neto. I'll answer for you, Joe. Uh, Drop Cody, keep Neto, Saladama would be what you would say. Yeah, yeah. If you're giving us those three, if those are the only three you're giving us, that's the three that we'll go with. Um, okay, I don't know if I to answer this. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm not. I, I don't even ask it. I'll go and ask it. TV uh, that is fire is the actual at uh, handle. Do you think that Wolves could realistically go in for Ronaldo in the transfer window? No. <laughs> George George Brown, line of duty or Breaking Bad. I've got to say, there was this, yeah. there was this, there was this uh, massive thing about Line of Duty the other night saying, oh, it's on, I can't believe it's come back. Yeah. I've never watched an episode. And to be honest, I've got to say, I've never watched Breaking Bad either. So, 
I've watched both. But okay, all right, okay. After two series of Breaking Bad, I got I got bored. I thought it okay. was I thought it was too much of a slow burn. Mm. Um, Line of Duty, I think currently series six. I got up to four, right? And it didn't grip me for the, the best what series. What is it? Is it a bit like Twenty Four, but the British uh, version? It's yeah, it's basically like a, a police department that kind of get kind of tasked with finding out bank bank coppers, basically, you know, and and kind of weeding out the the bad the bad eggs in the police. So it's it's right. basically a police department within the police. To kind right. Of, okay. So. The first series was the best. I think you'd enjoy the first series of it. I think it's only six episodes longer than they were long. But then I think as the series go on, they get more and more longer. It, it, right. First, first series. I think you could watch that and just be happy to finish there. To be honest, hmm. I, I don't think it's ever really got to that level again for me. But yeah, I'd, I'd just say Line of Duty because I, I gave that a bit more time. Last one, David Ellerton says, uh, "What's been your best wow moment while you've been watching Wolves?" Wow, I think my. What's been your best wow moment while you've been watching Wolves? Wow moment. My 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 wow as in literally it was wow uh, has to be well there's 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 good wows and there's bad wow. I would say that there's a lot of um, the good wows would probably be oh Neves against Derby for certain that was a stunning moment. I mean that that goal was incredible. It was probably yeah. mine. What about you? I weren't there for that. Oh, um, were you not? No, I was still doing Telford at that oh, time. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so, it's the, the the Europa League games were kind of pinch me moments, really. You know, and, 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 you know, going going abroad to cover games was mm. was just mad, really. Um, yeah, I'd probably just say the Europa League as a whole, really, just to con. Just when you consider where Wolves were, you know, five years ago, to yeah. be in the Europa League and mixing it up with, you know, you know, proper proper teams across the continent was a uh, was class. And what about a bad wow? Bad wow. Ooh, Albion this season. Oh, that was that's a good shout. That was really. I mean, we had. I remember all of us were just kind of socially distanced, of course, but talking on the car park afterwards, me, you, Spears, mm. and a few others, and it was just like, God, it, surely it can't get worse than this. So, I've yeah. uh, we, there's a few moments in the press box, I think, and you know you kind of concentrate on the game when you're on your laptop and you're trying to write match reports or do social media or whatnot and tweeting. So it's very, very rare that you kind of look across to someone, especially because of the uh, social distancing these days that you have. But I must admit, watching um, watching Hayhouse Vallejo a few times last season, uh, yeah, looked yeah, across to you, yeah. you've looked across to me, or and looked got, across to Tim and gone, wow. Just a... Like, yeah. good God, seriously? Like, is, is this the best they could have done? Lovely guy. But like I say, goodness yeah. me. He was, he was completely out of his depth, weren't he? Let's be honest. Where is he now? Uh, I think he's still at Granada in Spain. Is but I don't, I don't think he's playing. But is he still a Real Madrid player? Let's give it. Let's give it a, a very quick Google. Very quick Google. Very quick Google before we go. Jesus Vallejo is is still technically a Real Madrid player. Yeah. Wow! There you go. There's a live wow. Yeah. Well, he's he's, he's played twenty nine games for Granada this season, but in 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 the in the top flight in Spain. But he, I mean, some players just aren't suited to the Premier League, are they? And and he. 
he you know definitely meets that meets that bill. Granada at eighth in 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 that league, so you know he'll probably end up moving there or somewhere similar. He'll have get a decent back, career. Get, get but back, mate. He could be he could be the secret centre back next season. It, it, I will. I, I would prefer not to have him back. Thank you. <laughs> okay. You cancel away, mate. It's okay. Uh, right. Uh, who was the best? Who was the best question? To get a program sent if they're getting. Uh, who did you like? Who's did you like? Who's stuck out at you? Who stuck out? All the ones I did like uh, Poco Drum, I think, Bionic Man. Poco. Yeah. Poco, send us, uh, send us your deets, mate. Give us a DM or something like that. We'll send you across a program. Well done. Joe, get yourself off, mate. Get yourself off. Get yourself. Get yourself uh, chasing down those ice cream trucks for a for a ninety nine, a hot, wet, drippy, chocolatey, gooey ninety nine. Get it down, your son, and uh, remember mm. to push that chocolate right down into that cone, baby. Uh, me and Joe will be back next week. Uh, we'll be previewing uh, Monday Night Football, which is uh, obviously against West Ham United. But from me, from Joe, have a great weekend. Take care. Bye bye.